For decades now, Paul Oakenfold has been viewed as one of the most iconic DJs of all time, and his contributions to the electronic music world reshaped an entire culture of live music. He's worked with some of the biggest names around, including Britney Spears, the Rolling Stones, and Michael Jackson. But while we think of DJs as artists who can sell out arenas, win Grammy awards, and create chart-topping songs, it hasn't always been that way. Back in the 1970s, when Oakenfold began DJing as a teenager in the UK, the DJ was no more than an unnoticed person in the room, tucked away in the corner. No one paying much attention to them, definitely nobody there to specifically see their sets, and that was the reality that he was living. But in 1987, Oakenfold Oakenfold and a group of friends went on a trip to Ibiza where they experienced something life-changing. At a small club was a DJ who blended and remixed songs with various genres like house, soul, Italian disco, and alternative music. It was a fresh approach and the crowd was absolutely captivated in a way that he had never seen before. He got back to the UK excited to expand off of what he had seen and in the coming years, he helped create a club scene in London that for the first time had lines of people eager to get in and watch him, the DJ, perform and listen to the beats and mixes he had created. Ogenfold's career exploded into worldwide fame throughout the 90s. His remix of U2's 1992 song, Even Better Than The Real Thing, charted higher than the original version of the song. This landed him a performing slot on U2's world tour. In 1998 and 1999, he was voted the number one DJ in the world by DJ Magazine, and his debut album of original music in 2002 called Bunka went on to sell over a million copies. His second studio album, A Lively Mind, was nominated in 2007 for a Grammy for Best Electronic Dance Album. Touring the world with Madonna numerous times throughout the 2000s, he was nominated for another Grammy with her for his work on her 2009 song, Celebration, for Best Dance Recording. His career has so many insane highlights, from scoring major films, performing sets at incredible locations like the Great Wall of China and Stonehenge. But above all else, the most impressive thing he may be responsible for is bringing the spotlight to the DJ and helping create a thriving electronic music world where the crowds show up by the tens of thousands to specifically see them. And the days of being the unnoticed person in the corner of the room are long gone. Releasing his newest album, Shine On, in early 2022, which features names like CeeLo Green, and Azalea Banks. Oakenfold proves he has the ability to adapt to and embrace the ever-changing technology that's available to electronic artists as he continues to maintain the status of being an absolute legend. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. I'm Nick Major, and my guest today is Paul Oakenfold. So we're in Los Angeles. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, the movie side of stuff is what brought you out to L.A. Yeah, that movie there, uh, Sawfish, Travolta, Halle Berry. Oh, yeah, the one that that started it all. I came here for three months to write music and score that movie, and then from there it kind of 
went crazy and I never left. From video games to just stuff on the radio to movies, you've really covered so much ground. Because when I was a kid growing up, there was this Xbox game called Juiced I Would Play. It was a racing game. And that's where Ready Steady was just on it. And that yeah. was literally, you have no idea how much that song in my childhood was apart for hours every summer. Was it? She's playing that game. Oh, yeah. I dug it back up and listened to it a couple days ago, and I was just like, wow, this brings yeah. me back with uh, me racing with my friends over the summer. It's a real it's a real moment for me, that actually, um, because I wrote that... I wrote that song for a trailer of a film that didn't exist. I was like, let me see if I can come up with an idea that works for a trailer of film because I'm a fan of film. So much so that that song appeared in Born Identity. I did a reworking of it for Collateral. Um, it's still being played now and then. It was in commercials. It was one of those songs that just connected and happened. I remember when Bunka dropped, which is now, that was in 2002. We're in 2022 now, so it's been know, two decades. So perfect time for a new album to drop, of course, Shine On. But uh, even uh, Starry Eyed, that song, it used to just be on the radio and it was such a summer hit that I loved. a cliche but where's the time gone yeah you know i mean it takes me a long long time to make an artist record i just spent i spend too much time on it actually you know i gotta learn i gotta learn the process of letting things go a lot quicker mm-hmm. and and now we're in an industry where people uh, the attention span of generally people is a lot shorter so i do let music go a lot quicker now yeah and you you remix stuff so much and collab with artists so much what's the the pressure or just the enjoyment of creating your own line of work versus See, those the, things because of my line of work as a dj i travel a lot my process is we'll be in the studio now we'll make something we'll do a demo and then I'll leave it and then I'll travel for a few weeks and then I'll come back and have some downtime to think about it and then I'll like okay let me change that change that do that and that's the process that's why it takes long a long time for me because I'm doing 18 songs yeah and doing them over a long period of time and then you may demo the vocal and then I'll go you know that's right for uh, I don't know, should we get on that CeeLo Green or... Killed it, great song on the album. I'm fine, or a female singer, I love Lizzie Land, she's new and love the tone of her voice. Don't let go, it's all at stake, we're so close now we can start to hear it break. So then you have to get in touch with them find out their availability, then you're my free, so you can see and hear the process. Sometimes it takes six months, so that's why it takes me years to get a bloody album together. But in between, you're putting out plenty of other stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's other things going on. And if anything, the strangest thing, and I think, I think, I hope we can all, wherever anyone is, whoever watches is, I hope there's something positive that you can take from COVID because it was tough for all of us. And for me, it was time. I had time 
to be in the studio and focus and work and really think uh, because there was nothing else to do. Literally. So yeah. I finished an album. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm changing it. And that's what the one good thing that for me that came out of COVID was, was I finished something. I know that you, you like to be in the studio with people that you're working yeah, with. Yeah, it, di- it was difficult. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was. It, it, you've been doing something all your life a certain way and then suddenly you're on your own and you, 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 you it's, it's nice to have a second, third pair of ears. I can put a bass line down. You can go, and go, what do you think? You go, well, let's change this. Let's do that. Well, you don't have none of that. At times, you'll take your songs to a club before it's even done. I road play test everything. Yeah. Or I used to. Yeah. I so I used to. I'd make an instrumental, take it out, play it, tweak it, get it right, know that it would work, and then sit with you. Let's say we'd write a song, then we'd go over to you and you'd vocal it, and then I'd go and mix it. There's, it's a process. Uh huh. And in the past few years, you've, uh, prior to COVID, you played in such cool areas. And I love documentaries, so I absolutely loved uh, watching the one that you did for Everest with All the right. soundtrack. Through electronic music, I've always been about trying to push the boundaries. We can take the music out of the traditional setup. It doesn't just have to live in nightclubs. My name is Paul Oakenfold. I will attempt to DJ at the highest point possible in the world, Base Camp Mount Everest for charity. And that was such a fun watch. And then it was a while ago that I watched um, Paul on the Wall, which is a, a much Wall more in-depth look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Great the Great Wall of China was was a moment because uh, we, we walked straight into the World Health Organization announcing that SARS has hit the world and we're right in the middle of it all. It's a pretty scary um, who would have ever thought, right? Twenty years after that, I'm we're still wearing a mask. Yeah, look where we are today. Uh, right? Yeah, so that that was twenty years ago, and then yeah, then that was the first adventure. Then I ended up in Ashwire, which is yeah, a thousand year old rainforest. And then what did I do? And then I did Area Fifty One, Stonehenge, Stonehenge. Yeah, awesome. I've done a few of those. Really, really interesting challenges. Actually, you know, physical, mental. Um, can we pull it off? I mean, no one even knew if the sound system worked at Base Camp Mount Everest. I remember it started smoking at one point. Suddenly we've got a lot of smoke coming out of the speaker, which you can still see, actually. So hopefully they haven't burnt out the speaker, and then if they have, then uh, we're in trouble. Mentally and physically, it was dangerous. I've never trained or never worked out like that. Uh, I was doing three hours a day. Um, and you've got to be careful when you're that high. You know, you, your blood's thinning. People die up there. And, and so we had to make sure that we were doing it in the right, respectful way to the locals, to the climbers. You know, a little bit worried that... What happens if we turn on the sound system and there's an avalanche? Because there was two years prior. I mean, all these things that have to be taken into account. Um, you don't want to. We raised, we raised a lot of money, nearly a hundred thousand dollars for three charities. So that was great. That was a, a reward in itself. Uh, 
but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that you you sampled music and just sounds from there. To I to went create. to the monasteries as we were climbing up, uh, hiking up. There was the, it, a lot of locals live on the mountain. It's a national park. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to support those communities, children, um, uh, certainly schools. We bought them, as you do, books and paper and pens, basic things that they don't have. Mm -hmm. um, so we did all that and we enjoyed it and we made a documentary and if you fancy a good laugh, go and watch it. Because like you woke up one morning, like you have a frozen towel in your tent, your water's I was frozen. blue. <laughs> and so I think that was now officially the highest DJ set of, of all time though. But what's yeah, next? You're going to get Elon Musk to take you to space, do a DJ set Is he watching? There? I'm sure he Elon, watches. Oh, I'm sure he's tuning I'm sure in. He watches. Big fan of mine. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. knew it. So <laughs> Elon, knew it. we're locking it in. We're going to make it Come happen. Come on, buddy. Stop talking about it. Let's get going. <laughs> Let's just I'm do ready. It. <laughs> but I, I, I just love give me a green screen so I don't actually have to do anything. Tommy, did we bring the green screen? Is it in the car? Get this green screen out <laughs> and, and, and get Elon on the, on the ones and twos with me, and we'll do it. We'll make it happen. I, I want to know what's it, so you've been a, a, a DJ and a pioneer of the electronic music world for decades. And have I? Yeah, you have. If you aren't aware of this, you've actually done some big cool stuff, dude. Right. Thank you. I feel like it's one of the genres of music that has just had more technology come towards it oh, than like sure. any other genre. Yeah. And what's that like for, for you from someone who I, started spinning to now what's available out there? I think you've there? got to embrace change, yeah. first of all. Change is around us every day. Generally, we like to be in our comfort zones and we don't like change. And, and you don't always like what's coming at you, especially technology-wise. I mean, the true art of DJ, and I always say to the young DJs who I've signed, producers who I signed to to my label that you really should go out and experience and see some of the greatest DJs out there, you know, from wow, from David Morales to Little Louie to to Hanan Catania to Cole Cox. There's some great DJs who who understand arrangement structure key and played on vinyl and told a story through music on vinyl. Then CDJs came in and made it easier. Then a USB stick and a laptop, which you literally don't have to do anything. So you lost the true art of what it's really all about. And then you look at the hip hop DJs and that, and the talent that's, that's there. Oh, absolutely. And, and I just hope that we don't lose, lose that, you know, in some shape or form, because a lot of the, the, the festivals, a lot of the, clubs now you don't get a long time to play because they want to stack the bill mm -hmm. so they put as many names on the bill as possible yeah. so you you get an hour and you you need longer and and i hope that doesn't go away because it's a wonderful gift to share with the next generation and the generation that's happening now when it comes to djing the music yeah, and kind of like you were saying earlier how just the internet era has made everything so fast-paced. That's my life behind me, and I've got another half, again, in my garage. So that every record tells a story. You, you pull out a record, and I may, there may be something there that I haven't played in, in years, but if I pull it out and play it, for some strange reason, reason not just me, but... You generally know where you are when you, how you fell in love with a record. Where did you buy it? 
as a DJ, you're standing in a record store and you put your hand up and you've just got your week's salary that you've worked hard for and you blow it on that your music. <laughs> yeah. And you're all as a collector, and I don't, you don't start off as a collector, you end up a collector. Um, and when you find that record and you play it and play it and play it, you've got it. But then you're on to the next one. I, I didn't grow up buying records, but I was a CD guy just in the era. Yeah, and I even just miss, I, I used to love tearing open the case, flipping through the book, reading the lyrics, the names, the producers. Same here. And just similar to how kids nowadays will never know video stores. Like they'll never know the excitement of, of picking up an album and physically being able to. I, I know it. some great, great record stores in this town. Yeah. Oh, in LA. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are some good ones, but yeah, to your point, you know, I mean, it's funny. I was talking to the record company about my new album and I was like, please, you've got to do physical copies. You've got to give me something that I can give someone as a gift. How can I give you my new album? What am I going to do? Give it to you on a stick? Here, download this. Or I'm just going to go, let me send you an email, right? That's so unpersonal. Mm -hmm. To give someone, as you said, a CD, to open it up, to, to read all the sleeve notes. Well, then you go one step bigger and better because it's vinyl. And this is your album cover, isn't it? You sitting in front of, is it this yeah. wall or a similar this wall? Is, this, this, this is, yeah, because the album is called Shine On. Yeah, and, and and the name changed. Uh, what it, was the original name? Pop Killer. Pop Killer. I I think that's a sick name, but I'll take Shine On as well. Well, Pop Killer. Yeah, right. It, it, it's so, so you have to be so careful, careful what you with say. Everything you say. So that someone said, "Well, it could be sound like Cop Killer," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I, just, I knew you were going to say that." So then I'm like, "Okay, well, we can't." You know, I get it. You know, and, and and that's not right. So we changed the name, and then uh, and then we were going. Everyone in the world was going for a dark moment with COVID, and out of it, I sat there and started to look, play, listen, and it brought a smile to my face. And I was like, you know what? That's it. Mm -hmm. Come on, we're all going to get out of this. We're going to we'll get out of it in some shape or form. And I'm laughing, so it's shine on. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome that during this time of the pandemic, you were able to put something new together and put that time into what you may not have been able to in the past yeah. in that time frame. I, I think the record would have been a different kind of record, um, but I'm happy with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And what else you got planned? Shows, tours? You cooking any good stuff? I know you're... A no, 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 no. Um, um, uh, um, it's the... It it will be it will be the anniversary of my record label later on in this year so i'm going to do some underground dj collaborations and there's a documentary um that's been made and then the big thing is i've got my third believe it or not uh, uh, this will be my third book that's coming out my my second autobiography and it's it, it. We started it before COVID. We started it two years ago, and it's about oh, it, it, it's it, it's a book to encourage people that you can do what you want to do. Look, I'm a working class guy, as I told you, born in East London, who's dyslexic and really suffered at school. But I lived in a house, in a home where my dad was a musician, my mum was a, a chef, and it was a a great great family looking back at it now i realize how lucky i was so that book is based on 
on my experiences of coming to LA, not knowing anyone and ending up having a life here, experiences in, in the studio when I was starting, experiences as traveling and seeing the world for a box of records for 20 odd years. So that's what the book's about. Mm -hmm. Hence why it's all music. That was, as my ex-girlfriend said to me, you married music. You should have married me. <laughs> You made a good choice. I, I'm I think like, you oh man, did I make? I'm like, I made the right choice, you know. Now she's married to someone else. Thank God for that. Oh, and look at where we are. Yeah, look, Woo, you got the new album out, and uh, right, not so bad. And the she family will still kill me if she fucking sees this. We'll cut that part out. It was a different girlfriend, but I, I'm so glad uh, you're well, and that. Uh, Thank I, you very and much. I, truly, uh, you've so I. Since I was ten years old, you've been popping up your name. I'd see commercials right, and they get remixes right. by Paul Oak and like, and then all the the movies. The so it's sick. I'm so glad to be able to chat with you. I think you're such a yeah, thank you. a legend thank and an icon. Much. And um, I love to see you still doing this thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning to enjoy it more now. That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's that may be a strange thing to say, but when you just love what you do, whatever you do in life, you work really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's nice just to take a step back and go, All right, I'm going to, St. Paddy's Day tomorrow, I'm going to take the afternoon off and go and have beers with my friends. Have a shot of your tequila. Shot of my tequila. You want one? Woo! You can have a shot if you want. <laughs> I do love that about America. You Scam know, likely. Yeah, yeah, we'll, so you know Let's see who it is. Well, no, you know never to take <laughs> to, to it answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In England, they wouldn't do that. No, they don't warn you. you no, just they get don't a call. warn you. So it's someone trying to. I started doing this thing where I answer the scam call, so it makes them call me more. But I just get a kick out of it. I just get a kick out of it with them, and I love it. Tommy's been there for it. You've heard me do it. I have the best time with them because I should have let you answer. Can we call it? Can we call back? Hey Siri, call back the scam caller. Scam likely. Scam likely. That's yeah. the name of my next album. Scam likely. Because, that they, because good. there's no music on it. It's a scam. It's, a scam. <laughs> it's just me talking to you. <laughs> this is the actual next album. What this everyone is just album. heard is the next Paul Oakfold album. <laughs> but uh, I could put quick shout out though to the tequila. It, it's yeah, just it's six years old now. And while I've never tried it, I'm assuming it is a fantastic uh, tequila. I had to I had to set it up there. Tommy, are you going to take a shot with me? I mean, he, 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 here's, here's the thing with Perfecto Mondo. Um it's I, I I without promoting it I wasn't a fan of tequila like many people because I had a bad experience. It was a blend. It was a cheap fucking one bad experience will ruin any liquor. It does, for you. right? So I said no, 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 and then they said, well, listen, why don't you come to the distillery in Mexico? Try it, and I was like, if we can do this as a high end, what I mean by that is, is it, you sip it. It's uh, delicious, and you don't get smashed on it. It's like a brandy. You can, but that's that's the idea, and we do well with it, and we named it after the Label. record company. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you're welcome to try it. Yeah, I might take you up on that. Yeah. But uh, for now, go keep having a good day. I appreciated the chat, and uh, I'm really stoked with Shine Thank On. You. you have some great stuff on there. We're with CeeLo Green on there. You worked with a lot of great names. And I have Zelia to Celia Banks. Yeah, Celia Banks. Ryan Tedder's on it. There's some... Little Nicky had a great track on that, I thought. Yep. I thought that was a fun song. Yeah. Eve, 
I mean, Velvet Cash is on it. He's great. Ship sinking, but I stay afloat. Hey, caught me slipping, but I still hit the note. Dog is cheap, that's why you always broke. It's like one of the new guys. I'm all about trying to find the next guys. What's wonderful is they're from around the world. So we got producers from New Zealand, uh, Israel, Argentina, obviously Europe, America. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's good that the, the that generation is popping up and they're making music and they're getting a, across and somehow reaching out to the label we're finding them and they're making good tunes yeah that's awesome we'll keep killing it with the label with the music yourself with the, the drinks and uh, appreciate you talking today man thanks buddy take it easy dude and you to see more of Nick Major's conversation with Paul Oakenfold search Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com next week Corday spouts off now, my first job I ever had was uh, one, I was working at my Uncle Wayne's barbershop, sweeping up um, floor. And then my first, like, on-paper job, my first job ever was Old Navy. But I was at TGI Fridays when I was in college. I was working out there. for That's the job that had, like, the most impact on me. The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media and created by Phil Becker. Spout. <laughs>